Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dive into summer with Yumiko's July Ready to Wear collection. Whether you are standing out in your Zoom classes at home or safely in the studio, their new options are here to prepare you for all your summer course needs. In addition to the continuation of the Shop Boutique page online, Yumiko is excited to now bring parts of the New York City store to you virtually through their first series of Instagram Live events. Yumiko will be showcasing exclusive in-store options available to ship immediately with one special leotard offered at a discount and a small gift included with each purchase. Stay tuned for live event details, new releases, and New York City store reopening updates at yumiko.com and at yumiko on Instagram. Save the date because this year the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival is coming to you. The 8th Annual Lake Tahoe Dance Festival Online Edition takes place July 22nd through 24th, 2020. Enjoy Tahoe in your living room over three unique nights, each with a variety of works around a common theme, with artist interviews and introductions around the works being performed. Special guests include Ashley Bowder, Adrian Dancing Waring, Lloyd Knight, Stephen Hanna, and many more. This year's performances will be available on their website, LakeTahoeDanceCollective.org, with a suggested donation of just $25. Be sure to connect with them via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Lake Tahoe Dance Collective. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Today we are joined by Lloyd Knight, principal dancer with the Martha Graham Dance Company. Born in England and raised in Miami, Lloyd trained at Miami Conservatory of Ballet and New World School of the Arts. He joined Martha Graham Dance in 2005 and performs the major male roles in the Graham repertory, including Appalachian Spring, Embattled Garden, Night Journey, and many others. He is currently a principal guest artist for the Royal Ballet of Flanders. We talk with Lloyd about his start in dance, his beginnings with Martha Graham Dance Company, some of his favorite onstage memories, and his first year participating in the Lake Tahoe Dance Festival. 
Since the festival is going virtual in 2020, we will all get the privilege of watching Lloyd's duet with Wendy Whalen in Martha Graham's Moon on Thursday, July 23rd via their website, laketahodancecollective.org. So we're so happy to finally be joined by Lloyd Knight, who's someone that we wanted on the podcast for so long. Uh, Lloyd, thank you for coming on and talking to us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I know we tried to have uh, get it in Vail, right? But then we didn't have so. our yeah. paths crossed just for a few hours, I feel, in Vail. Yeah, we were there really well, short. Yeah. Lloyd and I, we go back. So it's like... You know, I always I knew we were going to get you in at some point. We had to to prioritize people who are maybe more uh, leery of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like we can get him anytime. Yeah, we have you now. It finally happened. Yay! So let's just start at the beginning, Lloyd. And uh, if you could tell us a little bit about when you first um, became interested in dance. Um. Oh wow. Um. Well, I grew up in Miami, Florida. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> grew up in Miami, Florida, and I ended up attending New World School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. And I also took classes at Miami Conservatory School of Ballet, um, mm-hmm. Thomas Dahmer Youth Ballet. Um, and then I did some summer intensives in the city. And it wasn't until senior year, I, you know, the shift really happens. So mm-hmm. it's decisions need to be made and I this is senior year at New World yeah yeah okay and I really really I mean I've always loved dance I I danced Mm -hmm. in middle school sorry kind of going like backwards (laughs) but I danced in middle school started a little bit late and then I stopped all of high school and I always missed dance like those whole four years and then I decided to really like go back into it and I started taking night classes like the end of senior year, just to like get back in. But you were and still at New World School of the Arts in high school, but not doing dance. Were you doing something no, else? No, well, New oh. World is a high school and a college. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, so you went I, to the college portion. Yeah, yeah. I For gotcha. high school, I, I like dropped dance and I took up architecture. I was in a technical okay. arts high school. Like mm-hmm. it was just like none of that. You were checking everything out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I miss, I miss dance so much. And I decided to go back and college was a a lot of growth for me Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, obviously training, but mentally and trying to figure out like what it was that I was trying to do after school. Mm -hmm. So during this time when you're sort of, like you said, you were taking night classes, like you're playing kind of catch up. Mm -hmm. um, Were you just... uh, I guess very present in that moment, you know, just focusing on the task at hand or were you thinking like, this is a means to an end. I want to be, have a career in dance. This is why I'm, I'm pushing. What was, what was going through your mind at that point? I'm just trying to, I guess, yeah, make it. Uh, because not a lot of people that I was surrounded by prior to New World were into the arts, especially mm-hmm. dance. So me mm-hmm. saying I wanted to be a dancer, like people just didn't understand or get what that was about. Uh, right. right. And so it was really it was really hard for me because I was so isolated in a way. So Mm -hmm. I knew what I had to do and I was taking these classes and they're like, we don't really understand what you're doing, but okay, have fun. And (laughs) (laughs) and then, um, 
then once I got into New World, I think people started to kind of recognize it more as mm -hmm. um, really being something. You know, they I would gotcha. come and see the shows and sometimes they could watch class. I would invite friends to come and watch mm -hmm. class. And mm -hmm. so it was really, it was great. And then I started doing summer intensives, which helped a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, really that time was so, 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 so special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of- What was that like? Go ahead. We love it. I mean, just see, this is what I'm talking about when I say it's easy when you <laughs> yes. have someone that you are friends with. And because it's like, we just both want to keep going with you. Um, <laughs> What kind of guidance did New World School of the Arts give you in terms of what your next steps could be in your career? And how did they help you kind of navigate those times? They were pretty, they were a lot hands-on and were mm -hmm. really on top of us in a good way. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes we would joke around and we would say that, you know, this school is like just, we have the best of the divas because <laughs> all of our teachers worked with the originals, you know, mm -hmm. From Graham, we had um, Gerald Ebbets. He danced for City Ballet, like at the Jose Lamon Company. They were all great. So they had really they had that great knowledge from the people mm -hmm. that they worked for. Mm -hmm. So you know they would recognize uh, in us right away, like what we, what path maybe we should go into and how mm -hmm. to achieve it. So mm -hmm. for me, it was kind of a mixed bag because I really, I, I'm a bunhead. Huh? <laughs> I, I love ballet. I really, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to go that route in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I, I really wanted Dance Theater of Harlem. Mm -hmm. So I did two summer intensives there. And, but my last summer there, they were starting to shut down. It was right before right. shut down. So I was like, okay, that's not. Now uh, what? <laughs> now what? Uh, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I really loved Graham. Mm -hmm. So my teachers at the time, and especially Peter London, he was in the company. So he would bring down the company to come and teach us to give master classes and mm -hmm. lecture demos, demonstrations, all this great stuff. And, you know, making that connection and then the audition came senior year and I flew to New York and yeah, I did it. Nailed it. I Nailed tried. It. There was some <laughs> blood, but. <laughs> what about the Graham style, like the Graham technique and, and the rep um, was appealing to you since you said, I mean, it, it is so different from ballet, obviously. And you were saying you're a, a bunhead. You were very into classical ballet. So what about Graham then became like a, another obvious route for you? Um, people always ask me this question and I, I don't know why it's so hard for me to answer it, but I think because it's so, uh, to me, it's so very real mm -hmm. and visceral and mm -hmm. very humor, very human. I mm -hmm. can connect to it more, you know, and I don't actually find it a lot different than let's say George Balanchine actually. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. when I watch his choreography, I think it's so ballsy and um, and real. Right. You know, it's like even the um, the positions that they have to make and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that it, it obviously he was ahead of his time, and right. it's still like it shows that today. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I put him, I put him and Martha on the same platform, right. really. But I, I love the dramatic of Graham. 
I love the technique. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, you can really incorporate your whole body. And, it's, right. it, you know, um, everything starts from your center. We do a lot of contraction and releases. And, I mean, mm-hmm. everything in life starts from there anyway. So mm-hmm. I yeah. connect to that. What we talk a lot about on our podcast, changing, um, styles, like when you start your ballet training, for example, sometimes you might be more classically trained than transition into balancing, for example. So you being so focused on ballet and you were familiar with Graham, as you mentioned, but how much of a learning curve was it for you once you were focusing exclusively on the Graham technique? Um, Graham classes were hard as hell. Uh, first <laughs> of all, the first class um, actually, it was the summer before I was a freshman. They, you have to do this summer intensive. Mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting on the floor and all of us were just looking at each other. We're like, what the hell is this? Like, we, why are we <laughs> sitting on the floor? Why, <laughs> it was why are we just, starting there? <laughs> yeah, it was just so like all these question marks and Gram teachers usually, especially from like back in the day, they're really like dramatic and extreme. And, uh, you know, Peter would walk in and he's this really tall, like six foot Trinidadian man. And Mm -hmm. he's like no playing around and he wants to see it Mm -hmm. right away. And it's exciting, but um, I was was so nervous. I didn't know any of it. It took a while. It took so long. It actually didn't really start feeling comfortable maybe until like junior year, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because it's so codified, like it's its Mm -hmm. own thing. So... Well, it's so different from ballet because ballet is so up, right? And then you're yeah. kind of more like down. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not super familiar with that. <laughs> no, it, 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 it is, is very like, grounded. Huh? Yeah, it, it is. Like I have no plie, so I can't be grounded. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So any of that, I'm like, I don't get it. So yeah. Like, but that was the great thing about New World was that we had we had all those things. So mm-hmm. every day, usually, um, now it might be different, but we always started with ballet. And then after that, you went into Lamone or Graham or Cunningham or, you know, whatever else they had. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. So you got everything. Right. So once you uh, were at the company, then what were some of your early years? Like what were some of your, uh, what was your experience like adjusting to company life? You guys tour a lot, you perform yeah. a lot. All that, all that sort of stuff. I had, I was so clueless. clueless. (laughs) Well, you know, first I, I was the youngest one Mm -hmm. when I entered and uh, yeah, I was the baby. Um, And everybody else, they had been there for like decades. Right. So long. So just to enter the space, it was, it was exciting, but at the same time, really nerve wracking. But, you know, everybody's super sweet and they just want to help you as much as possible. Um, really lost about touring. Tour life got me, like, even packing, just overpacking. Uh-huh. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, That's a real skill. Learning right? for, for everything. Yeah, yeah, you're like, what? I can't take the whole house? Like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, because you could be gone for long periods of time, right? Yeah. What's, so what's an average tour length for you guys? The longest I've been on tour has been like, I think like two and a half. Ooh. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes 
we might like come back for like three days and then go right. back out. So do your laundry just, and go. Yeah. Back. <laughs> it depends on the it depends on the tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But tour life was tour life was a lot of fun, but also very hard for me because at that point I had never really traveled around anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and my first tour was like to Colombia. Bogota, yeah. Colombia, and mm-hmm. you know, we got off the plane, and there's like people with rifles, and <laughs> you can't you can't go anywhere by yourself because the gorillas, and you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. right? Were you like, <laughs> so what did I get myself into with this? Yeah, totally. So, yeah. but just getting used to everything, getting used to the schedule, getting used to the tour schedule, getting used to. Even makeup. I thought I knew how to do my makeup, and they were like, "Hell no! What are you doing?" We like, yeah. we heard that from the ladies at Graham. They were t- remember Michael and Vale. We had this oh, long yeah. conversation. I mean, well, the, gra- the Graham makeup is very it's very specific, right? Specific, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, what is the difference? What about for men? Then the women were telling us a little bit about it. What are some um, of the? I mean, is it like not, the eyes in the same way? No. Yeah, everything is. I mean, of course, the girls are much more elaborate sure. with it, mm-hmm. but. It's, um, there's a drama to it. So like, uh-huh. I, I have these early photos of when I joined and like my makeup was literally to my hairline, like <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. but uh-huh. like, um, Peter London, going back to him, he actually was, I was lucky enough where he was our rehearsal director in my first tour. Mm-hmm. So he was there kind of, he was great because he guided me. But I remember before my first show, I like walk out into the hallway and he's like, when are you going to do your makeup? Like it's almost showtime. And I was like, I, I did my <laughs> This <makeup."> is it? <laughs> he was like, what? And he's just like went off. And he was like, it's a gram company. Every show is like you're performing at the Met. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and he grabbed some pencils and literally like, scribbled uh, i love that circle. but you can kind of see the best is like when you see early photos especially like the 70s mm-hmm. those pbs videos the men like they drew on their lips like Woo! eyes just like uh-huh. i love it uh, though I th- yeah and I, well I actually i think that moment's so sweet i feel like there's nothing more like tender than an older dancer like passing that tradition on it's true yeah i think that's such a nice moment and i've learned i i definitely like Mm -hmm. stepped away from that extreme and started taking steps um tips from some other dancers Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. something that's very of today's time so right so how did you find yourself settling into the company and um you know adjusting to tour life and then finally like kind of finding your place what what was that transition like for you in terms of the repertoire you were dancing and and your comfort level with um, being a part of the company? Yeah. Um, I think what actually helped me the most was having more friends join the company. Mm -hmm. Because when when I first joined, I was by myself. And there were like, I think there were two other women that joined, but they were much older than me. Mm -hmm. And then like the year afterwards, um, actually a lot of new world people started joining mm-hmm. so we all knew each other and that helped a lot oh, yeah. right for for sure and you know getting parts and you know that was always nice but i actually loved that my first few years were just really extreme core parts mm-hmm. they didn't start pushing me up till i think it was like maybe the end of my second or third year so, 
you know, I really had those important years of just, first of all, like reshaping and getting my technique better. Mm-hmm. And then also learning how that technique goes into the repertory. Mm-hmm. So even the core parts, like even though I was doing core parts, all of that, like I felt like it, it made me gain so much knowledge and make me feel a little bit more comfortable because once I would get to the roles that were coming in, yeah, mm-hmm. they were hard, but I felt like I could, I was capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. So what, what were some of the first um, major featured things that y- you got to cut your teeth on? Um, the Stranger in, in Battle Garden. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I still love that part um, today. Um, what else did I do? Um, the Yellow Men in Diversion of Angels. Mm-hmm. And they started to kind of work me into the preacher in Appalachian Spring. Right. So it was like those three were kind of like my first like big, right. big stuff. Mm-hmm. And how was that for you? Did you find that very intimidating or were you like, this is great. I feel like I've done the core parts. I'm ready to kind of move on to a new challenge. What was your thought It was process? nerve-wracking. It was fun, but it was nerve-wracking. And the thing also that happens with Graham is like, you have, we also have a lot of sets. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to deal with the choreography, but then you have right. the drama and then you have the sets. And the Gucci sets are like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to knock that down. Yeah. Oh. This is like a whole <laughs> extreme in itself. So, like right. in Battle Garden, you know, sometimes we have the sets and it's great, and sometimes it's, it's you don't. So, you kind of mm-hmm. have to wait around. But in Battle Garden, we didn't have the sets at first. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got it. It's fun. I'm getting it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the shows come. Well, you know, the period with the sets and you have to get used to it. Right. Right. Then the and show as came. dancers, we just love the, uh, those extra challenges, you know? Right? We don't have enough to work with already. And <laughs> at the last second, sometimes they're like, oops, okay, okay all right, change all of that. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but in Battle Garden, it's, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the sets or pictures or anything, but no. there's a big tree. And then there's a big garden in the back with like holes and my character like jumps in and out of it. It has sticks sticking up. But the Embattled Garden set, I actually start the piece hanging upside down. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right right not. No problem. No problem. (laughs) So um, my first show actually went really good. But the second show... um, they there was a malfunction with the music oh, so uh-huh. the curtain opened and i'm upside down and i'm like looking at this other character lilith on the floor and the blood is just like rushing to my head and i'm like oh no why is Where's the, the music it's so long to start like i don't understand uh-huh. oh, no. so then the music just like blast it just starts and I go crazy. I'm like, start dancing. Just jump off. Just get off. Start dancing. (laughs) So like I jump off and I just remember running all over the stage, literally just trying to find where I was in the music, but not really listening. Just Uh, like in a panic. panic. Just panic. And I I like go up to another character. There was this dancer named Tade. So I like go up to him to like, 
make a gesture and he's not moving. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) what is happening? It was so down. I love stories like that. But it was amazing. (laughs) All my epic Graham stories has actually been with that one piece. Give us another one. I want to hear another one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's another one? Oh, um, in Italy, we were on tour Mm -hmm. and I'm in the tree with all the sticks sticking up and stuff like that. And I'm like jumping through the tree. I'm doing all this stuff. I don't know how, but one of the branches got stuck in my arm and it broke off and they're long pieces of like wood. Right. Uh-huh. And it breaks off. And again, smart Lloyd, I'm like, I'm going to dance with the stick. Now I have a prop. I'm literally dancing around with the stick. And <laughs> this girl named Jen DePaulo, at one point I stopped dancing, but I still had the stick. And I'm just looking at her and she's just like literally just went and grabbed it. And just and put it, it down on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, you're so, so smart. Like, yeah. You're, she's like, we're done with this now. You don't need this That's stick so good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic Lloyd. <laughs> so, you know, you were taking on these more prominent roles, mm-hmm. which, of course, resulted in subsequent promotions. You're, you know, you're, you started to gain... Um, some prominence in the New York City dance community, uh, and not just with the company. You you were asked to guest with people like Misty Copeland and Wendy Whalen. Um, you guest regularly now with the Royal Ballet of Flanders. Um, what is what are those outside experiences? Um, how does that feed you artistically? Like, what's the balance between Graham life and uh, the extra work that you take on? Um, well, I love to do outside work. Like, mm-hmm. I just. I, I think for any artist, it just adds to your nuances or what have you. But um, yeah, it's just, they're fun to do, first of all. It's just something great to do opposite of what you do all the time. And mm-hmm. working with other um, choreographers, I, I gain a lot from that. It, um, it pushes my imagination and excitement mm, mm-hmm. for dance. Yeah. So Misty and and Wendy coming in, I mean, first of all, that was just like epic. Like Wendy going in the studio to work with Wendy, I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like I didn't even want to touch her. I was just like, right. <laughs> but your you inner know, she, bun head was right. <laughs> and you, but you know, she's so relaxed and she jokes yeah. around a lot. That that actually surprised me so much. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. she definitely like made me comfortable and it was fun, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, choreographers are awesome, and I love that we we do um, we do contemporary work at Graham now. So, right. you know, you get to work with all these people. Is that a more recent um, development with the company? Like when you first started out, were you guys doing more of the the sort of staples of the rep? And because now you've been you had Pam Tanowitz, and yeah. I was lucky enough to work with you and Troy Schumacher yes. did a new work for you guys. Um, so is that this is a new thing, or was it always kind of you would have a, a choreographer here and there? They've worked with outside choreographers in the past, and then I think maybe shortly before I joined, there there was a break. Mm-hmm. So we have these things called also um, we also have these things called um, lamentation variations. Mm-hmm. So that started in 2007. So 
I had two years of just for Graham. And then mm-hmm. 2007, where when they started doing these like little vignettes of choreography. And then I think it might have been like 2010 or something like that when mm-hmm. I think Nacho Duato was the first mm-hmm. like choreographer that came in and made a full piece. Mm-hmm. How is that a adjustment because at Miami City Ballet we had sort of a similar-ish experience where at the very beginning of our career there we were only dancing like balancing work any established rep um, or any established works and then we started working with choreographers and so how was that shift for you to have that person right in front of you that's creating it as you go and sometimes then you have to change they change from one day to the next one moment to the next who knows (laughs) I was super excited I mean you know, these choreographers, too. I'm from a time where, I mean, I grew up, like, watching Yuri Killian and Nacho. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so for Nacho DeWato to, like, walk into the studio, I was, like, just so cool. Like, <laughs> but he he loves Graham. He loves mm-hmm. the artist. So it was it was super comfortable. It yeah. was great. It, it really, like, people ask me about that experience all the time. And there was not one thing bad about working with him. And mm-hmm. he came That's twice. Awesome. So That's so cool. Yeah. And you know, the it's always great when you have a choreographer, especially that comes in the gram because gram is so stylized mm-hmm. that they come in open and we want to, of course we want to learn their style and, mm-hmm. but we want them to also acknowledge where we're coming from. So totally. Yeah. I think that that, Certainly makes sense for them to do. And I think we've talked about that before, Michael, didn't we? With Graham about how that was like a specific thing for when the choreographers came in to be but working. When, when Pam did her work, right? She, she Pam was maybe referencing. Told us. Yeah. Yeah. She was directly referencing other Graham repertoire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely Troy, you know, he made a huge effort to immerse yeah. himself in Graham rep and watched, he would come watch Denise's yeah. classes. <laughs> oh, Denise, yes. we got to get her on the pod. We, we, yeah. You'll probably she, need like three episodes for that one. Yeah. She'll have so okay. much to say. I love uh, it. We love it. Um, so this year you've been, you told us that you've been trying to work out schedule wise to go to the Lake Tahoe dance festival for a few years now. And yeah. This was supposed to be your first year at the festival, but unfortunately COVID had other plans for the world. And so the festival will now be digitally July 22nd through 24th on their website. And you will be streaming. They will be streaming you and Wendy together in a grand piece called Moon. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tell us. So I know we were talking a little bit about working with Wendy. Is that the only time you've worked with her was on that piece or have you done a couple of things with her? No, it's just on that one. Unmoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who she, t- she performed it with us in the company. Um, mm-hmm. I think we did it in North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. And then we performed it for the Jacob's Pillow um, Gala and then Dancers Against Eight, Dance Against Cancer. Sorry. How did that come up to begin with that she would join you guys just for this one pot at a, and make that a, a thing? I, you know, from <laughs> what I remember, I just. I think maybe she might have told me um, in Willie Berman's class or something like that. So casual. And then I don't know how the connection happened, but then she she came to Graham and I kind of had a like a test out. I had to go in the studio and just like do a lift or two. Right. And then that was it. 
Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. tell us a little a little bit about the piece? Is there anything in like in particular that audience members should kind of look out for? Um, well, it's a, it's a beautiful little gem, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, not very long, but it's come from earlier pieces. So mm-hmm. there was a piece called Cancel Call, and I think it's um, I wrote some stuff down. 1952 that piece was choreographed. So mm-hmm. this, this duet kind of started from there and then took a break from a couple of, for a couple of years and then okay. came back into the rep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a famous Martha Graham video called Dancer's World. Mm-hmm. And you'll see some clips from it from that piece. But my um, character, if you can say, is the sun mm-hmm. and it would be the moon. And in Graham, you have a lot of opposition. So mm-hmm. one always feeds the other and whatnot. So you'll see that in the, in the piece. You know, I come in and I kind of look like um, I'm searching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the lights slowly come up and you see the reflectiveness and she comes in and you, you, you actually can see the flickering, I guess you can say, of the moon. Mm. So cool. That played between us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to I see love it. it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I just that sounds like very classic. It's because there's the the drama component yeah. to it. Like already, I can envision yeah. that. Like that's what just makes Graham so special. I think. Yeah. But it's really uh, like, for me, it's kind of trans like, tr- um, mm-hmm. trans like. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you watch it, and after a while, like the piece is just done, and you're like, oh my god, that was so beautiful. I'm gonna go back mm-hmm. in that world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even being in it as well, the music mm-hmm. is really like. Um, dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Well, we can't wait to see you perform. We wish it was live, but maybe next year. Yeah. I mean, we can't. You can't. You can't. They can't keep you away from Lake Tahoe forever. It's gonna oh, happen. Oh, Kristen okay. will make it work. All right. I feel so bad for her. We were like, we were almost there. Like, oh. oh. Yeah. But this is gonna be a very close second to be able to watch this right. and, and I enjoy. How great that you know people that would not be able to travel to Lake Tahoe can now see it from the comfort of their own homes. For sure. And I mean, Lloyd and Wendy and Martha. It's company. it's a. <laughs> Bring Wendy yeah, into your bad. house. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really great. We really are looking forward to it, and we appreciate you taking the time. It's so fun to talk Thank with you. you. And Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you so much. It. it was fun. This is great. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.